There's no doubt that small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. I'm your host, Rick Spence, business journalist, editor, public speaker, and entrepreneur. After 15 years as the national entrepreneurship columnist at the National Post, and as the former editor and publisher of Profit, the magazine for Canadian entrepreneurs, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, scalable, and successful. On this show, we connect you with Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. You'll meet the people driving the entrepreneurial movement and will share their first-person adventures and their tips, hacks, and best advice for running startup and growth companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 3.5 million entrepreneurs. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. To entrepreneurs everywhere, this is your show. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. On the show today, we're thrilled to have Kelly McBain. If you're interested in getting paid in your business or wondering what your customers are up to, this is the guest for you. As a senior product manager of business solutions for Moneris, Kelly is a passionate product professional specializing in innovative online and mobile payment systems. She's always looking at how technical innovation can help solve business problems in the online and mobile space with her keen sense for business needs and creative mind. She has over 20 years' experience in the payment industry, having worked in a variety of areas, including sales, operations, audit, project management, and now more recently, leading a team of product managers while managing products of her own. Prior to working in the payments industry, Kelly worked in the financial sector in fraud and telephony. So maybe we'll talk a bit about that. She holds a certified project management professional, PMP designation, and she's Scrum Master Certified. And I am definitely going to ask her about that. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, we're excited to have you. Scrum Master Certified. you got to tell me what that means. Doesn't that sound so fancy? It it's does. just a, a quicker way of getting projects done. So you know, sprint to the finish and uh, try and tackle as much as you can in two weeks and off to market you go. So trying to get away a bit from the traditional way of getting our, our products out to market. That's fantastic. So it's just a, a, a little bit muddy and mucky, but it gets things done. It does. Like, like it a does. good scrum in rugby. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Okay. Um, as we get started here and uh, people might be wondering what Moneris is. Now, some people will know that it's Canada's largest payment processor. Can you explain it in any more technical, uh, explanatory way? 
I could absolutely. So uh, Moneris is actually an acquirer of credit cards and debit card systems. So uh, today, if you walk into a lot of customers um, out there, when you make a purchase with your credit or debit card, when you go to tap or insert your card on that machine, chances are Moneris provides it. Uh, we are fairly prevalent in the Canadian marketplace. Um, and we are now expanding into things that are not just terminals. So that's where I come in with business solutions, where we're now helping customers get online and protect themselves against fraud with some of our fancy fraud tools. Um, and we're also helping them build their own solutions. So we have a, a number of opportunities out there for, for people to work with us. Right. So you're a genuine partner to small business in Canada. Tell me what are the most uh, important points that you hope entrepreneurs will take away from our conversation today? Absolutely. So we've seen over the last year and a half of this pandemic that um, businesses have had to shift really rapidly. And uh, it's been a bit of a shock to quite a few different industries. But some of what we're seeing now that we're getting back to normal with more vaccinations going out the door and into arms, uh, we're seeing a hybrid model. So more customers are shopping both in store and online because I think they've gotten used to the convenience and um, just the practicality of being able to make their purchase online and then potentially get it shipped to their home or even just go pick it up at the curbside when they're out running their errands on the weekends. It saves a lot of time. But uh, having that in-store situation is also important because there are some things that you just want to touch and feel and you want to have that personal experience. So I think it's going to be a model of being available where your customer wants to meet you. Right. Um and recently, Moneris reported some encouraging numbers regarding recovering from the whole COVID thing, including a 43% increase in non-essential retail spending, 48% increase in restaurant spending, and a 168% increase in airline spending across Ontario. How can entrepreneurs use information like this in order to inform their decisions about how to manage their businesses going forward? Yeah, we were happy to see those numbers go back up. Um, it's It's been a tough uh, 18 months here. But um, what we're seeing is that um, our customers are really looking to reconnect. They've got friends and loved ones that they haven't seen for a while. So uh, they're increasing their spending at restaurants and, and those non-essential retail areas buying gifts for when they get together with them again. Um, restaurants so they can meet up and have a drink and say, oh my gosh, which, which injection did you get? Um, <laughs> and then they're also trying to get new clothes because their kids have probably outgrown them from the previous summer. Um, and then they're getting travel gear for those trips that they're going to be taking. And I think we need to be able to, to meet them where they are. Um, and I think giving them those little promotions on some of those themed items that might help them reconnect with their friends and loved ones would be important. And I think if you're not prepared to get on a plane to travel yet, Gift cards might be another option that would be helpful. So find a retailer near your loved one to help them figure out, oh, maybe I could get back out into the world and go shopping if I'm not ready to get on a plane. But it looks like people are getting pretty comfortable with that. Right. Now, all of our all of our listeners are shoppers, but some of them are retailers. So how how do you think they can go about getting a piece of this action? I mean, should they be out there promoting gift cards and gift certificates and things like that and taking advantage of all this pent up demand and this renewed enthusiasm for consuming things? Absolutely. I think people have been saving money for the last year and a half on on trips that they never took or commutes that they didn't have to do every day. They have money to burn and they're looking to find a way to spend it. And I think now that they can get together with friends and loved ones, they want to do that. So, you know, I've I've seen in restaurants near me that uh, they're offering trivia nights to start bringing friends and family back together. 
to have a little bit of fun in their restaurant, well, they maybe imbibe a little bit and have a bite to eat. Um, and I think having promotions out there that are themed towards what those customers are looking for. So, you know, back to school is coming. So it would be really important for kids to be clothed because I think they're going to be in schools this year. So, you know, having some of those promotions out there to say, hey, I'm here. I'm here to help you get back into the real world. I think those are going to be valuable. Right. Did you have any feeling as to whether Canadian entrepreneurs are good at this sort of thing and good at, you know, marketing and taking advantage of specific opportunities like these? I think it's tough. It's most of our customers go into business uh, because they have a passion, right? And I think their passion is is selling the goods that they think customers need or, or something that they've built or made. Um, and I think it's difficult for them to figure out how to market themselves in the best way possible. I think it's valuable for them to start figuring out how do I get my message out there? And when, when you think about it, um, you know, we should have been thinking about this for a while because we knew that at some point we didn't think it would be so long and agonizing that at some point things would come back. Um, and yet I haven't seen a lot of, on, of of entrepreneurs, small retailers doing cool things. I don't see them countdown. I don't see countdowns to reopening. I don't see, you know, little ads or posters in the windows on, you know, specials, why I should come back now. And, you know, some people are going to naturally drift back, but I do think this is a time when people are spending the money. Heaven knows we'll run out of the money soon enough. So now is the time if, if, if for entrepreneurs, if you can think of a, a, a new campaign, a new service to offer, a value-added benefit, a trivia night for a restaurant, or, hey, we, we, we've got a spot in the corner here of this banquet hall for you to to say, to take a, a selfie and say, hey, I'm out in the world again. I mean, you know, whatever it takes to take advantage of this, this is a this is a magic moment. It is absolutely. And I think to your point of our merchants just haven't had a chance to even take a breath in this past year and a half. I mean, depending on the province that you live in, the rules were changing from week to week. And so I think they were doing their their utmost best to just stay afloat and, and keep their staff and their their customers safe. And so you know, also within the legal limits of what they were allowed to do. So I think now that we have a little bit more in the way of vaccination and things are, are moving into the next stages, I think people are going to have a little bit more stability when it comes to staying open. So I think there's hope out there. Right. Absolutely. So does Moneris, you, you've got access to all kinds of data there because you're, you, you, you are seeing who's paying whom um, and how and how much. Um, are you able to collect this data and produce any sort of insights that, 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 that entrepreneurs and founders can, can actually access? Absolutely. Um, on our main website, we do have an insights page for specifically small business uh, hubs where merchants can go and get some tips, uh, resources, a little bit of data about what's out there in the market, and even coming up events from Moneris or um, our, our owner banks um, and some of the major credit card bans. So there is lots of great information there. Um, we also can, in a non-identifying way, provide some information to customers about how they stack up against um, people that are in the same business as them. Um, we call it a merchant category code, but uh, the same verticals that they're selling in, we can tell them how they kind of stack up to the people around them. And what kind of metrics are you talking about in terms of co comparing my shop to someone, my, my business to someone else's? Yep. So we're looking at um, how much you're processing, uh, more so in a percentage on how you stack up against each other. 
uh, just to give you a little bit of insight on, am I doing better or worse than my colleagues? Because if I'm doing worse, then maybe I need to do a little bit of research as to what my competitors are doing out there in the market to see how I can capture some of that space. And 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 how do I know that someone is, um, you know, comparative to me in terms of say the size of the operation or something? Yeah. So we do a lot of that um, interpretation for you. So we'll look at the customers that are doing similar business to you, similar volumes, uh, similar uh, selling of products. Um, so maybe not restaurant to restaurant, but we can you know narrow you down to a quick service restaurant selling coffee. Uh, to help you get started against the other people who are out there also selling coffee. <laughs> Perfect. And, and where can they find this? Uh, Moneris.com under our Moneris Insights page. And some of it's directly on their Merchant Direct tool. So if you currently process with Moneris, you can actually look that information up specifically about your business. That is so cool. Uh, that's good to know. As we talk about the, the pandemic, pandemic recovery, and it's been well documented that, you know, e-commerce e has really proven itself. It's here to stay, and it's probably going to keep growing in very interesting ways. Um, what do entrepreneurs need to know in order to protect themselves from fraud? Because that's, every time there's a new opportunity, the fraudsters are pretty close behind. Absolutely. Um, and I think fraud protection is sometimes a priority that our customers miss out on and an opportunity to save themselves and their cardholders from, from that happening to them. Um, and because we know that we're going to be in this hybrid model moving forward, and it's it's really like running a second location for your store by being online, you're just making it available 24-7. And with that 24-7, you want to make sure that you're not opening yourself up to a cyber attack. So I think making a list of the things that you have attached to your internet, so your internet of things, um, and just knowing how people can access the internet um, from your business is important, but also taking payments online is important. It's way better than taking a card over the phone or uh, through a piece of paper. Um, it's way more secure, uh, especially if you can get some of these fraud tools put in place. And, and some of them are quite robust and use um, artificial intelligence to take that data and make sure that the best things are happening for that transaction, because you can't technically see your customer at the time. And so I think the other options um, outside of having some of those fraud tools is if you're not ready to be online, you can also just have a terminal that you can take outside to meet with your customer if they're not comfortable coming into your store yet. Um, and making sure that you physically see the card is great. Um, but going back to being online, I think using a secure domain, making sure that you have a secure payment service, uh, just make sure that you track sort of where your brand is showing up online, making sure that scammers aren't trying to mimic your pages. I have seen a few places where I shop get hit by that sort of thing on social media where um, you see a, an ad that will say, "Ooh, there's a birthday surprise waiting for you. Just sign up now. Uh, don't click on those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure that you're actually going to the customer's website properly um, and doing your purchases there as a, as a consumer. And as a retailer, keep an eye out for those types of things and make sure that you let your customers know if you see something out there that might be faking your social media presence, because it's important that your customers know that you're looking out for them, too. While we're talking about trends in retail and, and, and e-commerce, can you tell us about what's going on in sort of local markets and local networks and whether you think it's important for Canadian retailers to get involved in those in order to, you know, participate in the recovery that we're seeing? For sure. I think with people creating all these new websites, I think 
uh, Google has been inundated with uh, Google searches on, on find a business near me that does X. Um, and trying to get your business found when it's new online is a little bit difficult. There's a whole way to do search engine optimization. And I think it's a bit overwhelming for somebody who went into business to make really fancy soap. So I think if you're gonna start to figure out how to get yourself found online, it's important that you start researching local marketplaces that are online in your area. So for instance, um, we have some in, in BC, like marketplacebc.ca. Uh, you can visit that and you can get your business listed there. So then if somebody is, is looking for a business in that area, um, it helps bump you up in the search criteria without having to drive a lot of traffic to your website specifically just to move you, you up in the Google search. So there's a lot of marketing and advertising things that magically happen in the background with Google that, again, I think it's just really complex for small businesses to, to really wrap their heads around. But um, if you can take advantage of some of those um, chamber of commerce type places or, or my downtown area, um, help get you found. So join in. It also helps you see what else is being sold in the marketplace around you to see, is this something that I want to keep doing business in? Because maybe there's six other people doing the same thing as me. Maybe I need to pivot my business model a little bit to stand out from the crowd. Right. I mean, we all, we always say know your customer and know your competition. Um, possibly with e-commerce, it's, it's a little too easy to forget that, you know, we can still learn a lot by really following what's going on locally, uh, walking by the competitor space, visiting their, 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 their websites, and making sure that you keep tabs on it. Because once you start depending on e-commerce, you think, okay, this is a little cash machine, but it still needs uh, some tender loving care. And so does your strategy. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you've got it right on the head there. Um, you used to be able to walk down Main Street and sort of see what was out there. And now you got to figure out well, how do I see what's playing in the online space, right? And and Google is your friend as well, but these marketplaces can really help you see how you you play out in the market. Right. Um, we had a, when I was involved in corporate governance, we had a saying that, uh, corporate governance means participating in boards and things, that half your work as a board member is done in the boardroom but the other half is done outside the boardroom where you're making sure you're having the right right conversations, whether it's with management or other board directors or potential board directors or competitors or whatever, and making sure that you're uh, building those relationships, finding out what's going on behind the scenes and just keeping up with things. And, you know, retail is much the same. And I don't hear enough about that, uh, th that, 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 that need, even among the smallest businesses, for that kind of... I hate to use the word strategic, but I do like the word, um, you know, strategic intelligence in your marketplace. Uh, you've, you've got to follow it. I've met a lot of entrepreneurs who I'd say, well, you know, these other people are doing it this way. And they've never heard of these people who compete directly with them, you know, from a few miles away or whatever. Absolutely. And like, I feel like social media, though, you know, is, is touted as the big bad evil. Everybody spends too much time on it. I think as an entrepreneur, it's a way for you to kind of quietly research those other people and see what's going on. And then you hashtag follow them to see what their customers are saying. So then you can figure out what's working for them and do it even better for your business. So I, I think having some of those um, online presences, not just with your website is important because 
people are going to find you in a variety of different ways right now. And you see all these influencers on TikTok and I'm probably aging myself with Facebook, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's still a valuable tool and it it drives people to your store because I've clicked on several, several ads through a variety of social media sites and found some really great products that are actually at stores near me and then looked at who else is following them. And then they try to follow me, which is, you know, it's just a whole thing about getting followers apparently, but, uh, (laughs) the more you have, the more your, your, your message gets spread. So I think figuring out how you can get online also in a social media way is very helpful. And so participate. I know it takes time. That's the problem. Nobody has any time anymore. (laughs) Right. Do you have any specific strategies for how, um, entrepreneurs can get, followed more online? Is, is, is it just conversation? Is that all it takes? Or are there other things that they could be doing that, you know, they might not have figured out yet by themselves? Yeah, so I think going and finding some influencers that, that you find interesting is, is valuable to see sort of what kind of key messages they're putting out there to, to drag people to them. But I think also trial and error, a little bit of testing. And I think I'm seeing a lot of this where people sort of put a, a, a drop offer out there. Something that's limited time offer, limited quantity, draw some buzz, some attention to it, even if it's just one thing. Get known for it, get people to come and see you, see if you can draw up some attention that way, and then, and then you gotta keep them. So posting regularly and uh, having some insightful and uh, fun posts, I think are what, what draw me to a lot of those sites as well. Can you give me an example? What, what, what struck you as something fun that made you think, hey, I feel good about this retailer. I trust them more. I'm more intrigued by what they're offering. Yeah, actually, there's uh, one in my downtown area. Um, they often do small fashion shows. So they'll start up an Instagram live. Um, they'll do a little fashion show with some new items that have dropped. And they'll say, we only have five items. Hurry in. Book your appointment. Come see us. Come try it on. Um, and then they'll follow it up in the weeks and and months after with, you know, other dropped items, but also maybe some sales, maybe some special, special promotional offers. And they're just constantly giving you information about what's new to their store and they're trying to keep it fresh. So I, I keep going in there to see what's available and, you know, you want to touch and feel things when it comes to clothing. (laughs) So the fashion show gives me this great, Ooh, I like how that hangs or I like what it looks like when it's not on a mannequin. So Pictures are great, but sometimes you can't do a, a whole lot to draw people in. Right. I, I love what you said about keeping things fresh. I mean, retail is theater. We've all heard that before. And we all want to see something new every time we drop into a store. So continuing on that, once a business is 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 found, what tactics should business owners use to stand out, uh, particularly online where there's just so much choice out there? Yeah. So I think it's important that you turn your customers into fans. So as much as you can run a fashion show, I think if you can figure out exactly how you want your brand to appear and, and what it is that's causing your customers to love you, you need to play on that. So maybe as a brewery, giving out some branded merchandise is a great way to extend your business offering. And then, you know, your customers are now wearing your merchandise out there and advertising for you, which is great. Um, but maybe if you're a fine dining establishment, selling a T-shirt doesn't make sense. So maybe you bottle up your house dressing, which is delicious because the one near me is fantastic. Um, And you sell that, right? And then it's in somebody's fridge. And when eventually they have people to their homes to have dinner, that bottle goes on the table and they get very excited about it. And it also passes on your brand. 
I love that. Uh, the idea of doing just a little bit of a brand extension to create that, to, to build that sense of community, to, to build those relationships and to get people talking. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually just started ordering from one of those, uh, uh, food delivery, like meal making kits. Um, and they now offer like branded bowls. So <laughs> when I go to make the meal, I can serve it up in one of their beautiful bowls and they, they encourage me to post that on social media and hashtag follow them so that I can be promoting their brand even more. Of course. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> and makes it uh, fun. And just think if that works for Instagram or TikTok um, for, you know, a, a national food delivery service, it's going to work for uh, other businesses as well, all, all kinds of businesses, just to think a little bit more creatively. And, and you know, I, I look at that as saying, just keep thinking when you come up with an idea you know, say, okay, that's good, but just push a little farther and see how can I make even more out of that? Such as, can I convince my customers to talk about me on social media by, by doing this? And that's how you get ahead of the competition is just by thinking these things through a little bit better. You got to stand out in the crowd. <laughs> right. Any thoughts on customer service? Because that's another big thing. Online re retailers have to master a slightly different art than they do uh, in person. Um, wh wh what kind of trends are we seeing there? Yeah, absolutely. I think giving people that sort of personalized um, feel is becoming more important. Um, over the, the Christmas holidays, I actually ended up booking like a, almost like a one-on-one -on -one session to go into a, a unique store. And uh, it was one of those things where it's difficult to put everything online, but they can showcase a few great key items on their online store. But being in the store, um, I was able to book the appointment through their website, um, put down a deposit and go in and go shopping. And it was really great because there was a limited number of people due to capacity limits. But I had that one on one time with the, the shopkeep to sort of bounce some ideas off of and say, oh, I'm shopping for, you know, my sister in law. She loves llamas. Do you have anything that and lo and behold, I found some really great gift ideas. Um, and it's great having that that one on one experience. So I think being able to provide that is great. Um, and I think if you're going to be online, I think just providing the ability for customers to research sort of what's your return policy. It's as simple as that, because a lot of people who buy online want to know, but if it doesn't fit or if it isn't exactly what I wanted or it wasn't quite the right color, how do I get it back to you so I can get my money back and maybe buy something different? Um, but how do I get that back to you? So I think just even having some of that information on your website is really helpful as a customer service point. Right. And I know that j just I, as a consumer, if I have trouble returning something uh, to a retailer, then I'm going to think twice about uh, using them again because I don't want to go through that hassle. And there are other companies that make a point of making returns easy and risk-free. So I think that's a, that, that, that's a really important uh, point for retailers to remember. They're, they're up against best in class here. So they've got Absolutely. to really think through these processes and make sure they're, they're customer friendly. Yeah. I have a friend who makes a point of only shopping at online retailers that will allow for in-store returns because uh, she does not want to stand in line to return that parcel. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's a really great point because I have spent a lot of time waiting in a six foot apart distanced line to try and return things. And it, it's not necessarily pleasant. So there are some retailers out there that let you print your own shipping label to return it. Um, 
and stick it back in a bag and drop it off in the mailbox. Um, but even just having the ability to drop by and curbside return things is, is a great opportunity too. You've been with Moneris for a while. I think everyone in business knows something about Moneris and what it does. But in my experience, people don't know as much about big organizations as they should. What two things, Kelly, do you wish that your customers knew more about Moneris? Yeah, I think um, to that point, I talked earlier about how we're commonly that terminal on, on somebody's countertop that they can take payments with in person. But um, Moneris is so much more than that. We've got a lot of great business solutions that help you run your retail solutions, uh, manage your inventory and your customers. Uh, we also have ways for you to get online uh, quickly and easily with simple website builders like Bookmark, uh, who we partnered with last year. Um, they have an artificial intelligent design assistant that helps design you a website in a matter of minutes. And then you can take that and finesse it to make it more uniquely yours. Because to my earlier point about um, customers not knowing how to market their website, I think if we take it back a step, customers don't even know where to start when it comes to getting online in the first place because they're not web designers. They're in the business of passionately making their fancy soap. So we want to make sure that they have an easy way to, to do that. And, and then also once they get online, can they protect themselves? And we have tools to help them do that as well. Um, with our partners like Count, of course, we, we spell that wrong <laughs> uh, with a K. Um, but yeah, I think having some of those tools available to you and, and picking an acquirer that has a variety of solutions, I think is very important to uh, merchants out there today. Okay. Um, you, you mentioned partnerships uh, with Bookmark and others. Um, is, is that a way that big companies like Moneris are sort of expanding their services now is through partnerships with, uh, you know, best in class suppliers and this and that? It has to be. I mean, Moneris can do a lot of things, but we can't be everything to everyone. Um, and I think if we want to remain really great at what we do do at the core, we need to make partnerships work for us. Um, so, so things like Count and Bookmark are things that we know that we aren't the experts in it, but there are people, as you mentioned, that are best in class out there that can help us um, meet our customers where they need help. Um, and then we can kind of create that connection for them. So in between where you meet your customer for taking cards and then taking that secure payment, we're there to help you smooth that all out with these partners. And you, with, with, with your background in product, product management, um, do you see partnerships as being important to that product development going forward? Absolutely. I work very closely with our partnership team um, in figuring out where we have those gaps and where I have customer pain points that I can't necessarily fix internally for, for my customers. Um, I work with my partnership team to help find me some people that can make that a better situation for these, these merchants. Perfect. Uh, I'm such a huge believer in in partnerships, and I love it when big and small businesses partner together because a they create something new, but b um, it's a show of confidence in both those brands, the small and the large one, and and by by teaming up, they enhance each other's credibility in new ways. And, and, and I love to see that happen because I want to see businesses work. I want to see them succeed. And, and, and it's lovely to see when like-minded businesses find each other and create something new. Oh, I couldn't agree more. We earlier this year teamed up with Elevate uh, to run an e-commerce North accelerator program to help entrepreneurs actually get started and figure out 
what it is they could do next and how they could pivot their business. So some of them were, were solely online and wanted to look at how do I get into a bricks and mortar location? And they looked to Moneris to provide them some of that mentorship and help along the way on how they could do even better with their business. Because we have many years of experience. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I think, you know, we're all in the same environment, essentially. We're all trying to make our way and we're all trying to do the best we can. And and I love it when the when partners find each other and, and and create this this new kind of value and also demonstrate you know the benefits that tr- trust trust can bring. So I love that part. Let's just get back to the e-commerce entrepreneurs just before we close out this conversation, Kelly. Um, we all know that entrepreneurs often wear too many hats and spread themselves too thin. What, from your experience, are some of the, 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 the tools or resources that entrepreneurs can explore in order to make life easier and, and, and help them free up their time and focus on what's most important? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I've, and I, I feel like it leads back to those great partnerships because um, our Monero sales team is really great at forming those partnerships and helping you figure out how you can do better um, and how you can easily jump into some of these new uncharted waters um, so I did mention um, our bookmark tool that uh, we, we've partnered with bookmark um, and some of those tools that are out there. But even if they're really simple, we know that um, you may just not have the time to spend to finesse your website. So as a, as a partner of bookmark, we're actually offering some time with one of our website designers to help you kind of build out that website experience when you don't have time to do so. So you can actually contact us and figure out does it make sense for me to spend time learning how to use the tool or can somebody help me do it? If I provide them with a few photos and some inspirational websites that I'm looking at um, and help me get going because you can't be everywhere all at once. And I think it's important to figure out how do you delegate some of those tasks to people that you trust? So whether it's your staff directly and you're getting them to do some of the work that you can't necessarily handhold all of it yourself um, or it's those trusted partners, like we said before, um, you got to delegate because otherwise you'll burn yourself out. Absolutely. Okay. Kelly McBain, we've had a fascinating conversation here. I mean, uh, Moneris is obviously so much more than a payment provider and you're so much more than a product manager. Um, You've brought us good news about this economic recovery that's going on. And I think you've really spurred us on as entrepreneurs to find ways to take advantage of, of, of this, uh, of, of this new wave of consumer spending and make sure we get our share and maybe a little bit more. If we can think a little bit more creatively, um, you reminded us to, 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 to watch out for fraud and opportunities uh, that, that someone could uh, take advantage of us while we're trying to take advantage of the opportunities out there and not in a good way. So thank you for that. Thank you for reminding us about SEO and social media and the importance of really knowing what we're doing and really maintaining those customer relationships uh, on every platform that we do business on. So given all that, do you have one more piece of advice that you can use to sort of sum up your message to entrepreneurs and how they can do better business today? I think really just trying to find those tools to consider when, when running your business. I mean, like I said, you can't do it all yourself. So if you can't delegate it to your staff, I mean, I think it's important that you do things like hire an accountant, Get somebody else to do the math because that's not your 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 forte. I'm assuming unless you're a math tutor. Um, <laughs> but um, make your business easier to run. So hire those people that you need to get them in there. Um, I know the job market out there is is really fast and furious right now, but 
but find those trusted people and lean on them because they're there to help and they're going to help you focus on what your passion is. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kelly McBain. You're the uh, a senior product manager of business solutions from Moneris here in Ontario and uh, love the work that, that, that you're doing and the, the care that you're bringing to, uh, to, to business. And a reminder to entrepreneurs to check out the Moneris website in order to find out if they have the sort of data that you can use to, uh, to measure your competitive position and take the steps necessary to improve them. Kelly, thanks so much. It's been a great conversation. We'll talk to you. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us this week in the Startup Canada podcast, a weekly show dedicated to unlocking the potential of every entrepreneur. Stay tuned another minute to hear the latest startup community news and the upcoming events lineup, including our hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. I sometimes show up there too. Until next week, I'm your Startup Canada podcast host, Rick Spence.